Movie Hour, episode 152, October 6th, 2011. Spoiler alert, this podcast contains movie plots and swearing. Good evening all and welcome to the Piper Parabo Everything is Terrible Movie Hour. I'm Greg Maloney and tonight I am joined by my punctual co-host, Brother James. Welcome back to the show, man. Still with the punctuality. Still. What, you don't you don't want punctuality? I've been lobbying for perfect attendance for I don't know how long, and you're still giving me punctuality. You gotta maybe add episode two hundred. Maybe episode two hundred. Before we <laughs> let's before we get to too much arguments, we we uh as you may have noticed, we're uh, sans a Jeff today, but uh, to make up for it, we've got two fresh bodies. We have Mr. Josh and Josh back in studios today. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Yeah, sure. Red <laughs> Six checking in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff posted on the board, so it sounded like that might have been his favorite part. Because that, yeah, that uh, that is pretty was, good. Uh, that Star Wars link's really. Good. It's, on, uh, <laughs> it's it's uh the I think we talked about this last episode actually. We were talking about the the fake Star Wars bonus features on the Blu-ray coming out. Uh, I think probably almost like a month ago now, but Porkins special features and it's it's fantastic, Josh. Just, that was just the slurpy part. I cannot stop laughing at. <laughs> it's by far my favorite part. <sighs> just need a green screen. We could have done it. Need a green screen. Gotta gotta just pay off on that. Uh, there hasn't been many things in terms of Hollywood that's been happening recently. There's been. It's good to have you guys back here in studio, ready to talk today. There's. Obviously, you know, Tigers 2-2 two and two going to a five-game playoff with the Yankees tomorrow, which is part of the reason Jeff isn't here. He's still celebrating the fact that he's obtained tickets for tomorrow. So he's actually going to be at the fucking game tomorrow. So, Bitch. Yeah. It's, it's um, I'm not even all that crazy about baseball, but I'm envious of the fact that he's going to be out there watching that game. And, uh, yeah, I guess... If you hate Jeff, hope for uh, the Tigers to lose. If you want, <laughs> not base it on your love for the Tigers. Right, right. Not your opinion of Jeff. <laughs> that would be your biggest mistake. <laughs> but in other news, Lions four zero. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. And gotta uh, play my Bears this weekend. Yeah, fucking Monday Night Football. Sweet, yeah, Monday Night Football, man. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. It's gonna be serious. <laughs> Tom Waddle's ass up there, man. <laughs> watch. <laughs> wow that was a i had a super sneeze there and um yeah there again not much in the hollywood news but we should mention just recently today uh we're recording on a wednesday tonight uh steve jobs died that's kind of intense kind of crazy i guess it wasn't also unexpected but um i am the- i heard on the news that he made computers cool yeah. yeah, yeah, I read about that. Steve Jobs is kind of an influential guy, and uh, he's gonna have a supreme legacy. He really is. Yeah, I oh, yeah. just want to, you know, sort of like tell my brother-in-law Andy, you know, chin up, we can get through this. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of Apple users out there that even though Steve Jobs isn't directly affiliated anymore, are gonna feel the wave. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be a tremor in their lives, and uh, we're here for you. If you need a support line, you can go. To, uh, <laughs> You can, you can go to RestoreStephenBaldwin.org. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Go to your, you know, your PC and log on. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. It's going to be one of those days. Uh, but good news is we are all here as a support group 
ready to talk a little bit about movies, and uh, I guess we will continue with that. And uh, I guess, James, it's been a while, and it sounds like you're pretty excited. You got a movie review for us today? I'm just excited that I have a, a review. Right. A review yeah. of any kind. Yeah, exactly. I Even can't. if it was a review on you know, the donut you had on the corner, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Oh, I've got something similar to that. I, I interacted with the coolest pop machine on demand today. The coolest pop? Did it give you two pop? Uh, the price of I, one? No, it was, it was a fountain pop machine. Oh, I, think, I think I've actually interacted with the coolest one out here. It's in San Diego. So whatever you're about to say is a lie. Okay. Well, I'll tell my story and you can. California's another planet, man. Don't worry. <laughs> so a local, well, a favorite burger joint just opened up next to the local mall near my parents. So we went and checked it out. And, uh, can we I got mention my, the name so I know what we're talking about? Five, five Guys Burger and Fries. Five guys. Yeah, they, they've given us money, Jim. You can tell them. Okay. 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 They're in the so mall. Anyway, yeah. There's one across the street from the mall now. Holy by my parents. So anyway, went there, got my cup, went to go get fill up my pop, and it's just got one spigot, and that's it. Yeah. And it's got a touch screen. And yeah. on the touch screen you have Coke, Diet Coke, you know, maybe maybe like ten different buttons to touch. So I touch my Coke button. That opens up a sub menu that's got six different flavors of Cokes yep. to it. And yes. I you know just you know, you can do Vanilla, cherry, regular, whatever. So within all of these submenus, there's probably like 60 different flavors or something, and it's it's craziness. That's the exact same thing that I've used here. I was waiting. Was, Ashi, was that a payway? Amen for every every yep you threw in there. <laughs> amen, amen, brother. Yeah, so the one bummer was that the mixture was pretty off, so it, it tasted like it was coming out of a 20 ouncer. <laughs> Or so, someone pissed in the machine. I think one. McDonald's has perf- perfected that, though. Hasn't it? I mean, they've got the perfect fountain coke. See, I, I'm not a big fan of McDonald's. Oh, I prefer Burger King. Love that. What? And uh, by the way, also sort of getting paid for this. It's Monopoly time at McDonald's, so <laughs> it is. <laughs> I already got a free breakfast sandwich waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I've got Pacific Avenue. So right. wait, wait. So meanwhile, <laughs> while you're, while you're playing with your your dick with this machine. <laughs> like there's 30 people behind you waiting to fill up their pot. Like... Literally just humping the machine with your penis. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, there was another one, and that one, that that one. Right, because it seems like at least at some places I've been, you have the multiple lines, and if people want yeah. different things, you know, there's... at least two or three people can fill up at once without being too, you know, socially. We were trying to think of the logistics of the what was behind the actual wall that the pop machines were up against. Like, if there's just, like, gazillions of things hooked up to the it. The Wizard of Oz is back there. Yeah, yeah. the Wizard of Oz. I like the one fountain, though. That's like, you know, get the fuck away. When I'm done, then you can go. <laughs> yeah. what, what Plus, that no rubbing elbows with me while I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, I don't want anyone. Out too. What like, it's not gets, slow. What if somebody gets red high C and then you get Coke? You're telling me there's not going to be a drop of red high that's C? Not, yeah, I'm not a big fan. That, Dude, I'm pretty suspect. This shit is like space age. There are no problems with it. Really, <laughs> it's the perfect machine. Well, call me when it gets ecto cooler. Uh, right. It might be in there. I didn't go through all the flavors. You so, know, ecto cooler, contrary to popular belief, was actually uh, they were making it until like three years ago. It was just on a different name. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely right. I've looked it up. I've looked it up, and it's uh, it's a fantastic story. You should. I'm surprised there's not a movie about it. There should be. Speaking of movies, James. <laughs> okay. The movie that I, uh, Wait, I, I wasn't fucking done with high C. Holy Give me shit. a minute. Let's let the segue play out here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw uh, uh, Conan O'Brien Can't Stop. 
2001 film. It may or may not still be in a theater somewhere. I'm not sure. It didn't get a real big release, I don't think. But uh, basically, it is the documentary of Conan O'Brien after he's been separated from NBC and he's setting up his, this tour that he's doing like a comedy tour and just kind of going city to city. Um, it's very, I don't know, I don't want to say it's similar to what he was doing on The Tonight Show, but he's got, you know, stand-up bits. He's got his band with um, kind of a mixture. So, let me cut you off. Really, Is this like, is it like documentary style or it's just a movie that they made and he no, plays it's documentary style. Yeah, like okay. you did okay. this and then somebody's like, hey, can I tag along and record? Yeah, right. it's okay. not just a viewing of a show. It is... Right. Him doing prep work, um, him on tour, him into you know snippets so it, of different shows. It's behind uh, the scenes, pretty much. Like uh, yeah, but they do give you some snippets of the show too. Okay, but it, and most of it is behind the scenes. And um, the thing that surprised me about it is they actually it doesn't really paint Conan in a like a nice light. He's grumpy. He's kind of. I don't want to use attention whore because that's too strong. Like he's a he's pretty much addicted to it, and he admits it during the show. He's like, "Yeah, I can't wait to be in front of an audience. I it's you know been so long. I I need to be in front of the audience type of thing." Um, he kind of talks bad about people a little bit when he's you know strung out on like two hours of sleep and stuff like that. So it's kind of I'm I found it kind of cool that he said, "Okay, yeah, just show it. You know, whatever. You know, however I turn out yeah. is how I was." Agreed. And it, it was very cool that way. Um, it's probably the third best documentary documentary I've ever seen. But uh, I, I how many have you seen? Yeah, well. I, I've seen. That's, yeah, that's big. I've seen <laughs> a lot of documentaries. <laughs> Do you ever see? Have you seen King of Kong yet? I have not. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ, God, dude! That's, that's fourth now. Is what they <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, it was neat and it was cool. But the subject matter wasn't like interesting. It was just kind of let's you know take a look at Conan while he's behind the scenes, and that part was neat. There was some cool like there was one part where they were. They hadn't, you know, they didn't have their long-term plan yet, so they were taking meetings with places, and uh, it comes up that the, he's got to take a meeting with TBS. So like, oh, that's going to happen. Somebody called the oxygen, oxygen channel while we're at it, and he's like, <laughs> kind of bad. <laughs> 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 it was pretty funny, but uh, they yeah, the stand-up and everything. I mean, the... a little bit, not a whole lot, okay. um, just little bits and pieces. There's one of his main uh, bits was he was going through like his eight stages of like getting past you know the anger of nbc and then they you know that was kind of one of his main bits but he actually plays guitar and does like some songs and stuff too you know comedic songs but uh it was kind of interesting he can play man he can play yeah he seemed pretty good there were some celebrity guest appearances like at one point uh i guess he did a gig at uh jack white's like private studio for like his uber fans or something and you know did a small show there there's one bit he did with uh john stewart and uh colbert and stuff like that that's kind of neat interesting and so i'm sorry you've seen three documentaries what were the other two um the crossword <laughs> puzzle one yeah and uh the uh, inconvenient truth so those two were better than this one uh yeah but Just, you're not you're not in terms of conan o'brien slappies you're nowhere near that i i like conan actually i mean it's just I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't that informative, I guess. It was. I don't know. It was just kind of more entertaining and just not like. I don't know. There was nothing super revealing about it. Just the, the cool part was that there was, you know, they showed him with all of his blemishes and stuff like that. So. So wait. So number one was inconvenient truth. Is that what you're talking? Uh, about? No, I like the crossword one better. <laughs> seriously. Now, will you change your mind after I tell you the same person that directed this documentary also directed Leprechaun Two? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
It just moves up like three places. <laughs> give it another want, star. I just want to make sure because you got to give it a fair shake. Like he's got there's a lot, there's a lot of swagger going on there. Like that's intense. So yeah, that doesn't bother me. You might. Uh, like, how did you How did you know that? You just looked at his list of shit or what? I, people are handing me papers constantly on the show, Jeff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, just, I get these things. I read them. That's what how it works. So Great. okay, so the guy's directed like five things. Got it. Leprechaun <laughs> to you being one of them. He's a fantastic person, very fantastic person, front of the show, by the way. Uh, right. So after uh, James, I, I guess a scathing review wouldn't be like it was. No, I liked it. It was I, the worst I, documentary I, you've seen. It, it was, but you know, considering that I've only seen three, yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, it's 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 worth a watch, uh, especially if you like Conan. Um, but yeah, it's it was enjoyable. And James, I don't mean to to twist the knife any any, but how's the how's that movie list coming? You still on? Uh, uh, still we're eight still to go? stuck. We're still no. It's been six. Six, six is the magic number, and we've been stuck with that for I don't know, F-Jarvin couple months is now. Engaged ass. Holy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're just I'm just waiting. Maybe uh, keep waiting. Yeah. <laughs> keep waiting. <laughs> oh man. So Mr. Josh, w- uh, you have a movie for us today. What what is it? What's the flavor? I do actually. There's a movie that I'd I'd seen previews for, but never actually got to see until it just came out recently on Netflix. It's called uh, Middlemen, and uh, it came out in 2009. And it stars uh, Luke Wilson, who, in my opinion, is the less annoying of the Wilson brothers. So um, I would agree, less annoying. Yes, agree. He he stars as a guy named Jack Harris, and it's uh, based on a true story about uh, the rise of internet commerce, specifically the porn industry. So. Um, it also stars uh, Giovanni Ribisi and uh, Gabriel Macht. I don't know if you've ever seen that. He stars in the U.S. series now, USA series now called Suits. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, but uh, um, they play basically uh, two coked-out losers named uh, Wayne and Buck who come up with this idea to sell porn videos and pictures on the internet. And uh, so basically, when their business starts exploding, they decide to expand and. Uh, they get involved with the Russian mob and end up uh, basically. Uh, the Russians like porn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well. Oh, oh yeah. They came to them with the idea, and they basically get into a deal with them and end up uh, spending all their profits on more coke and uh, getting their asses kicked by the uh, the Russian mob when they come around to collect. So they turn to this uh, lawyer friend of them, who's played by uh, Jimmy Khan. Uh, awesome. is that what attracted you to this film no no actually i think it was the word porn that, <laughs> okay. that uh, appeared somewhere in the uh the the, <laughs> the summary that got me he actually looked but, up porn that's in the right Netflix like porn. Queue i was like and... dude it's only rated r what the hell i'll go for it so you know so basically uh jimmy Kahn ends up hiring luke wilson to help these kids out and uh, so Luke Wilson comes out to where they are in California there, and he realizes that this is kind of a gold mine. And uh, so he gets involved, and they start making money hand over fist. Uh, and so basically Luke Wilson gets into this whole deal, and he starts, you know, I mean, kind of, um, you know, it, it's basically uh, – people. Yeah, he gets tempted by the money, and, and he starts getting tempted by porn stars, and basically his life starts – spiraling out of control so um the the movie starts with the classic um it starts with like a pivotal point in the story and then it rewinds to the beginning to show how he got there that kind nice. of plot device that they use um so i mean it, it i i i actually kind of like the movie uh luke wilson um 
I mean, he basically carries the the film. They basically Luke Wilson and the two guys who start up the company. They have these two basically independent plot lines that go throughout the movie, um, which is kind of interesting because they kind of basically cut off the the, the two stoners without any kind of resolution while they go on to show <laughs> huh. Luke Wilson there. And, and rightly it, so. I, I will say one of the things that drew me to it was Giovanni Ribisi, and because I like pretty much everything he's done, uh, including my two dads. I don't know if any of you youngins In- understand, including him, Smurfs, that, that that '80s show that he was in. Anyway, but um, <laughs> I haven't seen him. anyone. Anyone? Yeah, I, <laughs> I remember that show. I don't remember him on it. Oh uh, well, I, 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 he hasn't been in much lately, so I I get the sense in in his portrayal of one of the stoners who's named Wayne, he kind of overacts the part. And I think it's because he hasn't been in anything forever. So yeah, I mean, he, he looks almost kind of like a bearded Jeremy Piven on speed or something. Interesting. Uh, yeah. It's kind of freaky, but it's got a, a bunch of other cameos in the movie. Uh, Kevin Pollack plays an FBI agent in there. Um, Dude, John Ashton's in this movie. John Ashton. Who's uh Taggart from Taggart Belly from, from Belly Hills Cop. <laughs> He's real early. He's basically one of the guys who got completely schnookered by the mob and Luke Wilson kind of helps him out. And that's how he kind of gets the end with them, the Russian mob to help the other kids out. But Martin Cove, who you may know better as the leader of the Cobra Kai's. Oh my God. Nice. Plays a U.S. Senator. Does he still have the hair that he had before? No, it's, oh, it's, it's it's a complete uh, wig that he's wearing. It's completely. <laughs> and they, they point him out as one of the guys who's addicted to porn, who's you know kind of oh, uh, you know railing against the whole porn industry while you know kind of uh, buying into this whole deal that these two guys are are doing here. So Kelsey Grammer also has a, he has the best I would say scene in the whole movie. He he plays. Uh, a, a local uh, official who basically wants to completely destroy Luke Wilson for um, some other different thing. You don't want to, it's too complicated to go in, but right. basically Luke Wilson kind of bust him because they, they have his profile as one of the guys who subscribes to the porn site. Nice. And so, yeah, Kelsey Grammer's pretty much, you are trying to blackmail a public official and it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the way the whole scene ends up. It's pretty funny. But I, I, the movie is kind of weird in that it almost changed from slapstick comedy. Like the parts with Wayne and Buck, where the two stoners, almost always ends with them getting into a fight where they like roll around on the ground and start punching each other. Okay. So it's it's almost like hilarious. And then in a split second, they change to serious drama where like Luke Wilson's life is getting like completely torn apart with him getting involved in this. So it was it was near the end of the the film. It was it was kind of one of those things where I. I I wasn't really – it kind of prevented me from ever investing and laughing at any of the funny parts or sympathizing with any of the bad stuff that happened happen to Luke Wilson because it just kind of changed from right. comedy to drama so quickly. So, um, you know, in, in the end, I think, you know, it's just a movie about, you know, the rise of internet porn and I'm guessing the word porn is what caused me to press play on the Netflix in the first place. But uh, is, this, uh, is this also supposed to be like – Rise of internet porn is it dated around what time? Like is it, it was, it was in the in the late '90s, and basically it wasn't necessarily porn as some guy who was able to write a program that would take customers' credit cards to be able to charge them for this okay. kind of thing. So I mean, it, obviously, you know, I mean, they talk about porn being the, the the real hook of the internet, but porn is basically what got consumers to give over financial information, which you know, cause these, these transactions to take place. I mean, you know, Amazon and all that crap, 
legitimate crap that take place started out with basically porn pretty much to begin with. So that legitimate so, crap. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but it, so for all you, you know, kids out there, yeah, get yourself right. into porn early. Yeah, I was, I was really happy to see uh, Giovanni Ribisi because I, I really liked the stuff he's done and I hadn't seen him much and I knew he was in the film and uh, I hadn't seen him since anything like boiler room or like his recurring character on friends. So you, you didn't so. see Avatar, huh? No, I didn't see Avatar. No, so I haven't seen any of freaking his ass. He's got a great part. He was in uh, I think the most recent beyond that was Cold Mountain for me. I know he was in. uh, Yeah, he did have that, and I I checked his IMDb IMDb page, and and it looks like he's got a significant role in uh, uh, Johnny Depp's upcoming movie, The Rum Diary. So uh, I'm kind of looking. He's got a lot of stuff coming out. Tons. Kind of looking forward to that, but uh, that's kind of what drawn drawn. So how did Luke Wilson do? He did really well. He carried. He, he basically carried the film. I mean, it was, uh, it was. I mean, I'm not a big. In fact, I'm kind of anti Luke Wilson. So. Yeah, really. I mean, he you're you're he an Andrew Wilson fan, aren't you? <laughs> I might be because I'm not a big fan of either of the main. Well, he doesn't end up a hero in the film. So if you didn't like him to begin with, you probably wouldn't end up liking him at the end of this. But, uh, um, you know, if if Luke Wilson's a guy you hate, then you probably would hate this film because he pretty much carries the whole film. So uh. haven't you guys seen Legally Blonde? He's awesome. He plays a does he play like the boyfriend or something in that? Not, yeah. that, not that I've seen it. Not that Let I've me tell it. you, if it was Owen Wilson, I would have slit my wrist after like the second scene. So really, I don't mind either one of them. I, I like Luke Owen Wilson. I hate Owen Wilson. Sorry. Is this oh, a- and I can see that he might be a like he's not to me, but I can I can see that. Luke just doesn't seem that annoying to me at all. Is this going to turn into a Reese Witherspoon discussion? Because it's... <laughs> yeah. She's smoking hot, man. All right. I'd make out with her chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I uh, I have a surprise for you guys. It's a surprise. Um, <laughs> I hope is she I hope showing you're not up my driveway right now? Reese is here? No. no. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. That, it's unfortunate that you just said that. Cause How much is the happy ending? She does hung up. Yeah, she was on the call. But... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, this will. I didn't no, mean it. I'd I'd make out with your mouth is what I meant to say. I don't know how much uh, this affects Mr. Josh, but I had read, um, to my delight uh, earlier this week that both uh, I think it's uh, Hurwitz, Mitchell Hurwitz, and uh, Jason Bateman were stating that it's official. We talked about this on our first podcast about a Arrested Development movie. I heard about this. Yeah, and uh, true story. There's not only going to be a movie, but there's going to be a 10 episode release for Arrested Development, probably coming early 2013, um, with a movie following it for the Arrested Development team. And uh, anybody that's a fan of the series or you know what was the series will be delighted. I don't know. Have some kind of like it's been one of those. It's almost like Firefly asking in terms of it might happen. It might happen. It might happen. It might happen. I get, I just get Star Wars syndrome, syndrome yeah. from this. It's like, is it going to be as good? Is it going to? Yeah, you think? Just because it's been so long. I just, only, yeah, I don't it's know. It's only been like three weeks for me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just finished watching <laughs> it. He's... Yeah, I don't, I don't well, know. Michael Sarah looks exactly the same, so you got that going for you. But yeah, other than that, people have moved on quite a bit. So uh, I don't know what is the difference, and it's like four years five years i don't know i think they'll pull it off but i just there's there's enough room that it makes me nervous you know what i mean i I can see what you're saying i heard the cohen brothers are doing a tv show too i believe it they're they're crafty fuckers man they are i'll be sure to miss that one but yeah i want i wanted to bring that up (laughs) so anybody that's been dying and waiting for official news 
uh, this is from Mitchell Hurwitz, the executive producer, co-creator of the show himself, out of his out of his mouth. And Jason, they have a uh, a studio, yet? like a station. It he's gonna be releasing it. The both yeah. the yeah, I do not know. Actually. Was it Fox originally that it was on? Correct. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing they still have some kind of rights to it, so it wouldn't surprise me if it was the FX. Here they come. FX. Oh, yeah. It's the. As long as it doesn't preempt Archer. <laughs> It's the lead. God knows half of them are doing voice talent for that yeah. show. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Jessica Walter, hilarious. So, uh, anyways, I wanted to get that get that surprise out right now. Uh, but my movie review, um, it's an interesting one. Caught it completely by surprise. It was one of those just impromptu, sweet. Let's watch it. There's now that I don't have Netflix streaming because it sucks. Um, I uh, decided to watch a movie at the behest of my uh, roommate, Matt. He ended up picking up it on his, uh, on his uh, <clears throat> Netflix queue. Oh, uh, the movie called <laughs> Bones. Uh, it's a 2009 movie. And I was like out of the slew of movies I haven't seen. I was pretty much what lured me into it is Peter Jackson directed it. And this is one of the few things he's done between like Lord of the Rings. Then there was King Kong district nine, Actually, he didn't even direct District 9, did he? But yeah, King of Kong and then The Hobbit. So like, this is what he decided to do in the meantime. Did I say King of Kong? King Kong. We were talking about um, Donkey Kong earlier. It's... He didn't direct that one either. Yeah, he did not direct King of Kong. Uh, but it was... Uh, so I didn't know at all what it was about. It was Peter Jackson. Let's watch it. See what happens. And we'll go from there. Um, there are a lot of big names in it. And it was... Uh, you've got Rachel Weiss. Mark Walt, uh, Sarandon, what, what? Not a big. I don't like Rachel, Rachel Weisz. Interesting. No. Like, what, 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 what did she do to you? She she kick your dog or something? She didn't do anything to me. I don't think she's a great actress. And she's problem. not hot. Oh, I totally wreck her. Did you really? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I just Holy don't find moment. her that attractive. Yeah, that's a new category of like, who's claimed that they would have sex with said actress? There you go. There's me, Rachel yeah. Weisz. Boom. You'll start it. You're going to be the yeah. So I. You know, I've got no problems with her. I'd probably take her out on a date on Friday. I'd be fine with that. But um, yeah, so you could throw pie in her face. Wow, wow, that's a lot of hate. It's a lot of mean. Anyways, did you get it? uh, Yeah. So Susan Sarandon, Stanley Tucci. Do you have a problem with Stanley Tucci? You don't think he's cute? Hmm. I don't have a problem with him. He's adorable. He's a bad guy in that movie. (laughs) He always wears those round glasses. Right, right. Michael Imperioli, and then uh, the main, the main girl in it, uh, who we've just is. I don't even remember what we decided how to pronounce her name. It's Sersha. Sersha Ronan, who's also been in uh, Hannah recently. Um, she was the main girl in that. But um, the movie is uh, it's based on a novel, this exact same story. And it's the story of Susie Salmon, played by this Sersha girl, and uh, her family, and how she actually ends up in the very you know beginning, early parts of the movie, ends up getting murdered. Uh, by Stanley Tucci, bad guy. Way to call it, Josh. Um, and it's from there. It's a uh, well. The plot gets more and more interesting. She dies, and we get to. It's one of those movies where we get to witness her in the afterlife. So there are a lot of themes, a lot of a lot of different metaphors about what's going on between her in her past life and her moving on to the next world, kind of thing. Um, discussions of heaven, whatnot, allegory, whatever you would like to call it. But, um, but there's a uh, f- after she dies, it becomes a story of how her family deals with it, how the neighborhood deals with it, and how her 
and how she lived affects their lives as they move forward and dealing with this problem. Um, what's really, I really like the way the movie looks. It's in the very beginning. It's her telling a story. It's narrated by her. So you get the feeling that, you know, as it's going on, she even says that, you know, she gets murdered and this is before you even see it happen. And this is part of the, this is one of the, one of the issues that I had had with the movie where you find out that she, admits she gets murdered and then we get to see the scene with her and Stanley Tucci and it is devastating. Like I don't have children, but watching that like eight minute scene is the most stressful thing in the world. It was really, yeah, it was tough, man. So it, I'd be killing Stanley Tucci's. Like, yeah. Like Stan, you're like the whole time, you know, Stanley Tucci's going to kill her. You've got 10 minutes and you got to just go through it. And it, it's to the point, like I, I want to say that Peter Jackson did a bad job of how long it like paced itself out. But it, it probably did exactly what he wanted it to. I was pretty pissed off at Stanley Tucci by the time it ended. But uh, anyways, you go through this and after you see, like before you get to that murdering part, everything's beautiful. It's almost as if like the brightness is just completely off the charts. Everything looks great. And it's like like it's a heavenly home that she lives in. Everybody loves each other. And then she gets killed. Then everything turns a little darker and she's uh, in this world where it's not, I don't want to call it purgatory. It's almost like she's in heaven, but she hasn't decided to go to heaven yet. Like, it's not a uh, like ghost. We're not like talking. <laughs> there will be some ghost references. I'm going to get clay making. Some ghost references. So, yeah, she's in this second tier where she's not in heaven yet, but, you know, she's in this beautiful area and she actually meets these other girls that Stanley Tucci had murdered in his lifetime. Um, and she's sort of through the film, she's witnessing what's happening in real life. What's happening with Mark Wahlberg, her dad, Rachel Weiss, her, her mom, um, and Susan Saran is the, the, the grandma, but, and what her family's dealing with and trying to figure out like, you know, how, trying to cope with her death and partly figure out who did it. And it's almost as like she wills things to happen, even though as you, as it's really cleverly done where, you think she's willing things to happen, but you get the feeling that just the fact that she was who she was, these people are making these decisions in a real life, how they act in the movie. It's, it's sort of hard to describe, but if you see it, I think you you have a feeling, know what I'm talking does about. She like, does she like talk during it or is, is it, I guess it's so all through narration? Um, no, she, you actually see her in this. Does she see dead people? She, no, no, no. She's not walking around in their world. She's like walking around in her own little world. And seeing what's going on and with descriptions of like, so she's in like pictured as a dream world. It's just vast, like grass, you know, beautiful ocean, whatever. And she sees, you know, a house in the middle of it. And in this house, there's a safe. And in that safe is actually her dead body in real life. But she's seeing it all through this, you know, convoluted picture. And it's all like, it's all out of focus and whatnot. And it's, um, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. And what I actually give uh, Peter Jackson props because any way, any time where you're dealing with just like, all right, what does this look like? This is the afterlife. Go. It's got to be tough. And I think he did a good job. It looked really great. The movie, like the movie's beautiful in terms of how it looks. And the one problem I had with the well, a couple problems, but the one big issue I had was Susan Sarandon. She plays the grandma, uh. and. There's a part where she. But you love Susan Sarandon. But we love Susan. Yeah, I know. I hate her. Um, Rachel Weiss is 
having troubles because Mark Wahlberg won't give up, um, you know, her, his daughter being murdered and won't move past it, isn't coping with it, trying to figure out the murder. And she sort of bring, he brings in, um, uh, Rachel Weiss's mom, Susan Sarandon. And they, when she comes in, there's like a Mr. Mom montage of her. Like she's, you know, all makeup on her face and smoking a cigarette the entire time, trying to take care of the family. And it's like two minutes long and it doesn't even belong in the movie. It is the weirdest (laughs) thing in the world. Like this movie, based on what I've told you, you can tell it's kind of intense, serious. There are like, it's dramatic and they give you two minutes of, kind of slapstick comedy and I'm just, I, it's really weird really? why it was in the movie at all it's like there's a part where she's fought she fell asleep with a cigarette in her hand and um Susie's brother in the movie ends up like catching it in a fire truck and it's supposed to be funny kind of thing like it's it's just really weird I don't know why it's in the movie but um very intense movie I, I catching it wasn't ready for it whatsoever I liked it I have got a feeling that anybody with kids watching this is going to have a very different reaction. Um, and it's, it's very interesting because it's a movie that deals with just like, how do people deal with death and what people imagine is afterwards. And it's, it's intense, man. It was really, I was not prepared at all. Cause it was like, all right, Rogi has this movie. All right, well, it's going to, it's going to be, you know, guns and chicks and let's see what happens. <laughs> That's exactly what I would assume too. So Tucci was pretty awesome then or what? Yeah. Tucci was a, a one asshole, dude. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty fantastic. And, um, so I should have watched this movie is what you're trying to I don't know. I don't think it's up your alley, Josh. I really, really? I don't know if like, if I, I do like the depictions of like, uh, like uh, what dreams may come and shit like that. Like, it kind it of does have what the afterlife is. where they're like, yeah, Peter Jackson had to say, "What does this look like?" And he right. did, and that's. I do like that ass. So even if the movie's total shit, like I'll I'll probably at least enjoy that much of it. Right. right. It's got Wahlberg though, right? Yeah, it's got Wahlberg. Wahlberg. I do like Wahlberg. Uh, even though, even though uh, Saoirse Ronan's the main girl, I'd say you know her. Mark Wahlberg, Stanley Tucci, all sh- probably share the the spotlight. Um, you do see a lot of Stanley Tucci's, um, I guess, his acts afterwards, and how he's also how he works and how his mind works. Wahlberg doesn't say like "wicked pissa" or anything, anything. No, no, he does go. He does go after Stanley Tucci at some point with a baseball bat, but you do not get to see anything happen. And he actually, yeah, it's I guess it's a. It's part for you to, to watch. And again, uh, I, I think it's a good movie and I, I would, I would say go see it, but I don't, I really have no idea how somebody with a kid's going to react to this. Cause there's, there's literally six minutes of, okay, don't, don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I them talking about that scene saying that yeah. they, they didn't pull any punches with that. They went straight from the book and it was right. really powerful in the book I and they left that. it in the movie. Yeah. It's intense. And, uh, Peter Jackson did a good job. I think, uh, he did a fantastic job and, uh, got newfound respect for him and uh yeah i guess uh, that's pretty much it that's all that's all we have josh you didn't have a movie review right you didn't have you didn't watch any porno in between like <laughs> josh did mr josh uh no nah, i got shit dude i don't, I don't romancing know. the bone <laughs> rambo that's, that's what i'm doing right now fantastic all right that's fantastic i guess uh let us know how that turns out and um yeah this it's, brings I, i'll tell you how it's gonna end <laughs> <laughs> Marty shot. Oh yeah, fantastic. Um, right. So anyhow, uh, this brings us to the last 
part of the show, how we talk about how the Lions are going to be five and zero this week against the Chicago Bears. And yeah, that's all I got. But <sighs> Jim goes silent. Yeah, Jim goes silent. Parker Posey, <laughs> yeah. play along, James. It's the Parker Posey play along. You're happy now? Are you happy? Sure. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, the Parker Posey play along was my question last week. It was a fantastic question. It was the if uh, if you had a theme party based around a movie or series, you know, what uh what would you pick? And since Mr. Josh is actually here on the show, <laughs> I yeah, was trying to part, huh? I, 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 I didn't to... even think about that angle. Let me tell you. <laughs> Holy jeez! I did want to talk about the, his Toy Story answer. And, I uh, never even thought about that. Yeah, I just figured, all right, Toy Story, everybody's dressed up as giant, you know, toys. And then I'm like, all right, well, if toys are there, you've got like teddy bears and rabbits and who knows what else and weird. Who who knows what kind of dress ups? And I I said it would cabbage patch probably kids. turn into some kind of furry fest immediately as the kid end up bad. You, <laughs> you might attract the weirdos. Maybe Stanley Tucci will show up. You can <laughs> yeah. oh. an awkward six minutes. But yeah, we never talked about who the clientele was because it can it can be all be friends. It's fine if you're into that. That's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I am into friends. Just for the record, you're into friends. That's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic news. Also, go to thegungabit.com and see Josh's uh, new avatar. It's fantastic. You should check it out. Uh, <laughs> so this brings us to the next Parker Posey play along, which I know, uh, Mr. Josh, we did talk about how it could be yours, but Jeff actually did just get to me. He's been, you know, he's been celebrating this whole time about his tickets for tomorrow. And apparently he's decided to write us the Parker Posey. And I am looking at it right now. We'll have to get you. We'll have to get you soon, Josh. His Parker Posey, and this is quote from from Jeff, his uh, secret email, who Wait, nobody can know. What tiger would you like to see in a movie? What tiger, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> the, the question is, what movie plot point slash twist makes you pissed? Question mark. Fucking uh, scientist. Scientist making me pissed. <laughs> Um, oh, we don't even have time to stall for this one because he's not giving us. Yeah. He, give he has answer? no answer. He did not send an answer, which makes oh. it. I'm gonna find a ticket to America Park and piss on his face tomorrow. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> what movie plot point twist makes you or twist makes you pissed? Oh, I I have an early one that we've made. We might have even discussed it on the show, uh, but at the end of Inception, the very last scene. Where that yep. top is just spinning. Yeah. That really did kind of piss me off, and I know it's been said before, so it's kind of a weak answer, but uh, it's it's got to be near. It's got to be in the top five all time worst twist endings in the entire yeah. world. I would say. I do. Uh, it doesn't have to be an ending, by the way. But no, I know. It's right. uh, yeah. I uh, one that instantly stuck out at me. I agree with you. I completely agree with you, and I, I talked about that on the show actually. And uh, yeah. I uh, I have my own answer. I, I, of course, I have my own answer. Why not? Why wouldn't I? Um, and it's not the Wicker Man like you'd think it would. <laughs> <laughs> when he punches her in the face in the bear costume. Holy shit. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, and actually, I think I talked about this on the show. Like, it's been, you know, we've been on the sh- doing this for years now, James, years. And years has been. It's, uh, it's been a fantastic ride. But I, uh, I think I talked about this before with Matchstick Men. Uh, another Nick Cage movie. That's why yeah. I thought. And there's and there goes a, half our audience right there. Yep, <laughs> lost them, gone. And it's been it's been a while since I've seen it, but it was a situation where Nick Cage ends up getting pretty much had by his partner. Um, it's a kind of a 
It's not a heist movie, but it's, I don't know. I guess you could call it a con. Yeah, con thriller-ish kind of movie. Uh, Sam Rockwell's in it. Uh, Alison Lohman also stars as some some crazy chick that she he uses to to his advantage for these cons. Anyways, there's the thing that bothers me about it is I haven't I've only seen it once because after I saw it I was pissed. I probably should see it again because when I saw it. When there's something like that coming where it's just like, all right, everything that you've seen during this movie, Nick Cage showing, doing all these stuff with his partner, and then ends up just getting twisted on at the last second, like I guess you get 10 minutes afterwards of wrap up. Um, And you see Nick Cage go through this entire thing and all of it was a lie. Sam Rockwell, Alison Lohman, they were working together the entire time and you get sort of, you know, twist on your head and that's the situation. And usually... There's a chance for, at least in terms of foreshadowing, there's a chance that the crowd, the the people that are the viewing audience, get a chance to cue in on this, and you get no chance at all. Like it, it's there was no hint between A to B that this was going to happen, other than it's a con movie. I'll give them that. Like the movie's about cons, so why not? Let's throw that in there. And I don't know. That part always pissed me off. It's a Ridley Scott movie. Fuck you, Ridley Scott. And. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. And by the way, this movie go. also started my sour taste for Sam Rockwell, but he's won me over since then. But Sam Rockwell's awesome in that yeah. film. I do like him. He yeah. Did. But anyways, uh, that that was mine, and I guess it comes to uh, anyone else. Any twist, apparently twist uh, or a plot point, right? Plot. Yeah, that makes you pissed. Doesn't have to be a twist, right? Yeah, he says plot point slash twist. Okay. So, right. Good. I have a really shitty one. By Josh, bro, would you like me to go first? Said, uh, sure, I would love to hear this shitty idea. Is it when dies, Masters of the Universe, and then at the end comes back through the line? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it is. That's now I gotta think of another the one. Best. Now you need yeah. to stall. Quick, all right, quick survey. Last time you saw Masters of the Universe, Josh, <laughs> Mr. Josh, go. Oh, jeez. 90. When did it come out? Like a year after that. <laughs> Seriously. James, did you have an answer? So which one? No, no, no. To, your, to the Parker, Parker Posey. Just um, question of yeah, yes, movie yes. plot point slash twist makes you pissed. All I can think of is things with and shitty movies. The only one that comes to mind in a, in a mediocre movie is in uh, War of the Worlds. Um, oh yeah, that's a good th- one. It's no, it's not even the it's not even the main one because that sucks. Okay, cold, cold one. It's the just the fact that the sun runs up the hill and goes to join the fight, and the big explosion happens, and they, you know, the dad and the daughter get back to the to the mom's house and he's there waiting for him without a scratch. And that, I don't know why, but that just pissed me off to no end. I don't remember the part, that part of the movie. Yeah. Basically they're, you know, they've been struggling to, you know, go across country, get to their mom's right. house, the entire movie. And at one point they come to a front line of the battle and the son decides I want part of it. And he runs up and like basically the entire hillside explodes. And that's when they <laughs> part ways and they go to the Tim Robbins scene. With right. Him basement and blah blah but when they get back to the mom's house he's there same clothes not a scratch on him yeah it's just like what the fuck was that (laughs) and it's not a main plot point but it's just something that it's not like you know a do or die for the film or anything because like dean pointed out the whole you know aliens can catch the common cold and that saved us thing just 
sucked to begin with. But anyway, that's my thing. You don't like Tom Cruise, do you? Um, I don't mind him. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. I like him uh, better when he's got weird electronic devices on his head shocking him. <laughs> so, Mr. Josh, you have an answer for Jeff's fantastic Parker Posey play along. I do. I'm probably going to lose everyone but my wife and Jim P. Probably. Oh, was... horror. Horror tour. Yeah, it is. It's the horror genre. And I hear Night of the Living Dead is a classic that I had to see. And I hadn't oh, seen oh, it until I met I've my seen... wife. Jim, you've seen it on your list, right? Huh? This wasn't on your list? This is not on my list. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've seen I it. Just... Anyway, they they forced me to see it, and so I watched it, and you know I can kind of appreciate horror, and it's a classic movie, and uh, I mean it's it's shot in black and white, but basically, you know you know the the, the plot, it's you know guys going zombies. against yeah people are zo- turned to zombies. Well, you know it gets to the end, and um the 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 hero actually is a black guy. You know I mean this is what 1960s or 1968. Something? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> And here in the movie, the black guy makes it through the end. He survives all the zombies and all the cops show up at the at the house and they think he's a zombie, so they plug him in the head, and that's the end of the <laughs> fucking movie. It's it's a I'm yeah. like F fucking you. Holy Pretty- shit. I wasted an hour and a half of my life for this crap. Screw <sighs> you and the whole horror genre. Really, that's kind of what turned me off to That's me. what made Romero Romero, man. That's Fuck uh... him. Holy moly. I you know, I, I was actually kind of getting into it till the end, and then I'm like, "What? What? I, I, what, what just happened?" Oh, they thought he was a zombie. What the fuck? They, they just pulled out a fucking rifle and shot him through the house. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. What? What? Mr. Josh hasn't mentioned is, yeah. So it's a zombie movie, but it turns like the first five ten minutes is okay. There are zombies out there. The next hour and a half is inside a house. With you know what six people maybe total yeah and it's about them dealing with these zombies outside so it's almost like a twelve angry men ass situation where you see these six like these people the entire time he's the last lone survivor and there's one other group of people moving around it's like a group of like sheriffs like running through killing zombies slowly cleaning up mess yeah so they're like you're like oh my god they're gonna make it he's alive here come the police to save them or save him. And yeah, they see him like through the window and they think he's a zombie it's and shoot zombie. him. Boom, movie over. It's probably and, racist in itself there. Just, you know, looking at, oh, it's, it's yeah, a black guy. Racial commentary. Like blah, blah, definitely, blah. definitely could be interpreted as such. But it was, yeah, it was, uh, that's an intense twist for sure. Yeah. And I can I, see, I can see how that pissed you off. Yeah, it did piss me off. <laughs> Fuck it, Romero. Fuck zombie movies. When did Fuck you catch this movie? Like how long ago? Oh, God. It was like, uh,. <laughs> Six, seven years ago. It wasn't oh, that, it wasn't that long ago, really. It's still pissed off. I was like, yeah. It was like, recommend another movie to me. Oh, you want to fuck my day up even more? Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's whole podcast over it's, after it's over. But anyway. Yeah. I think that might be that might be around the time I caught it, too. I don't remember why or well, like I, I knew Romero being a very special movie, but I just I didn't. I don't know why I ended up catching it then. But I had a pretty similar reaction, but anyways, that's that's our answers for Jeff's Parker Posey playing along again. Jeff couldn't make it today. He's got tickets for tomorrow. He's got very important things to do. Uh, the question is, what movie plot point, so it can be a plot point, or movie twist, or plot twist, sorry, plot point, plot twist, makes you pissed? Maybe some kind of ICP uh, 
reference there. I don't know. I'm and it changed my answer to when Jeff got to go to the fucking Tigers game and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that plot twist I didn't see coming. It's Fuck tough. you. It's tough. Super tough. Uh, so anyways, that's the question. will be at the boards, com. Also at the Facebook page on the Movie Hour. Uh, right, James? No, Jeff. Uh, thank you so much for uh, your input today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed it. Josh and Mr. Josh, it's always a pleasure having you guys on the show. It's, uh, it's in October. I hope you enjoy yourselves, and uh, hope uh, the day has been a great one for you. Yeah, it was pretty good. That was all right. That was all right. Did hey, that. guys, it's Porkins. I'm still alive. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Porkins. I'm still alive. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, check out the boards for that, goingpit.com. It's hilarious. But, uh, right. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for listening. The Piper Parabo, everything is terrible, movie hour. Catch you next time. Day. I can't. After half a fifth of pepperoni schnapps, no yeah. really? Bullshit. Seriously? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How are you not throwing that oily shit back up? Holy shit! Wait until thirty minutes into the broadcast. <laughs> and <then we'll> <laughs> Don't be just be gurgling. <laughs> 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 Dude, I heard Sugar Ray Leonard gave you Jackman. <laughs> Just stop <laughs> it! I swear to God, no joke. I heard Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> I swear to God, I can't do that. <laughs> it didn't matter what you said after that. It didn't matter <laughs> at all. Like the time you ate your way at Godfather's Pizza. <laughs> uh, maybe he didn't use the bathroom, but his sister. <laughs> Check that link. James, go. your login is one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah, your password. That oh. reminds me, change the combination of my luggage. <laughs> what is the square root of Bruce Willis? Yes. <laughs> Let me get out my protractor. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it's not very eloquently written. That's for sure. <laughs> Movies, lol. <laughs> Raffle copter. <laughs> Movies, lol. What do you think? <laughs> Did you ever notice? <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, here we go.